welcome back to smell you later everything is on fire yeah it's funny it's like everything's on fire also it's snowing and hailing it's like been snowing i feel like the the coming on four years i've been in new york it snowed like five times that's a lie but it's never snowed like as much as often as it has right now and it's also like march i'm like okay yeah we're we're over this by the way it's gross today but sometimes it's nice to be gross and i don't feel tempted to leave my house didn't you leave your house you were in your your babushka era yes my my baklava i always forget the word for balaclava and i'm like my baklava i don't know the difference so I didn't for a long time, and I legitimately thought that a balaclava was called a baklava, and it was just like a weird thing that I'm like, yeah, you can use the same word for two totally different things. (laughs) A dessert pastry and like a ski mask hat. (laughs) Extremely me. Yes. I went out for my little treat and then scurried back home. Your commitment, and I know we know, but like, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, when she says... That like she has this commitment to a treat. She's not joking. Today was nasty, gnarly, and gross. And I, if I didn't have to go to my my job, I was going to say my fucking job. I didn't want to sound ungrateful. You can be ungrateful. I didn't want to sound ungrateful. If I did not have to leave my house today, there's no way in hell you would catch me outside. I know, I know, I know. All that for but a croissant? Are you happy? To be fair, it was a sausage roll. Oh, okay. <laughs> sausage does change things. Yeah, it, it changes things. But I need to poke my little head out. And be like, here I am. Give me a treat. It. And I then go it. back inside. And be like, That's okay, valid. I don't feel like a complete piece of shit because I left my house one time today. Right, right. <laughs> it's mo- Honestly, it's mostly that. It like Fair. breaks up my day. I'm like, I have to take my little walk and get my little treat. And then it feels like I did something. And that's the life of like a self-employed person is that you have to be your own dog walker, basically. <laughs> I do love to leave the house, but not, not on days like today when it's like, spitting and slurping outside there were certain days during the pandemic i remember when i just like didn't leave my house for like three days in a row and i was like this is insane this is crazy i feel crazy there was a long stretch in the pandemic when the only person i saw was you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah same same and i think about it i don't know why i think it's like the retrospective because more and more people are saying yeah like now that the pandemic's over or something like that and i'm kind of just like when did we decide that i know i'm I'm always, I never, I'm like, I, I also, know. I'm always very scared of everything. I've been a, around a lot of crowds lately and like everyone is sick, but yeah. n- no one I know except like one person has COVID. So it's like, okay, like I feel safer and more like sane than I do, but I'm also like, don't get me sick. I still don't like crowds and I'm still just like, get the fuck away from me if someone's like coughing and sneezing. But I realized like, wow, I really didn't interact with people for like a whole year. That's mm-hmm. nuts. How did I yeah. do that? Weird. I think it did, like, rewire part of my brain. Yeah. And I don't remember minding it either. I was, like, totally chill with it. I was like, that's fine. I love to be alone. And now I'm like, why is no one texting me? (laughs) (laughs) Give me attention, please. That is directed to some very specific people who don't listen to this podcast. And that's how, that's just how we like it. Yep. (laughs) I am um, working on this thing that I'm still working on, but I'm actually, like, finally making progress because it's to the point where I'm like, okay, I have to turn this in, like... But not not to be like the busy girl, but I'm I'm juggling a lot right now. But one of the brands I'm working on has a launch this week. So like they've we're not doing anything because I have to get this product out. So thank God. So I'm like finishing it now. But I'm making all this progress and then I'm reading through it and I was like, does any of this make any goddamn sense? Like like I know, like, is all I have a banging headline and then six pages of just like run around like oh no yeah, but I, I, also, I also like to get all my thoughts out there and then cut and cut and cut so you know what i mean yeah, same same, so same. there's nothing worse th- than a blank page yeah i'm never short on words and then it's just a matter of like cutting things down mm-hmm. yeah that's what i'm gonna do tonight and i am just praying for the best i do think i have something but it's just mm-hmm. one of those things where i'm not one of those writers except like on the, this podcast to you i guess it like talks about my process because that's like so fucking cringe and also i don't have a process neither do i but it's also panic. i do that's feel like awesome. i'm panic yeah no. but i do feel like i'm in that place of like what is this oh no but like <laughs> To get past that, I just have to dig myself out of it. Pretty much. You just have to like put more words there. And then eventually you just like mad libs them around. And yeah. then sometimes that works. It's also one of those, I haven't written anything like this in so long. It's not also that I'm not writing fucking Pride and Prejudice. It's about beauty. But like, it's one of those things where I haven't approached something like this for so long that the whole yeah. time I'm like, I am making some points. And then, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh no, I like it. Doesn't mean it's bad anyway. That means it's good if you like it. Processing. You yeah. should be proud of 
that shit that you do. I don't know. I said yes to a branding project recently, again, because I'm resentfully poor and I need money for this $30 a day treats addiction. But like, I was like, I'm glad that you said yes to that. Yeah. But I'm also just like having to like rev my brain back up to be like, get back on your productive like i don't know jobby jobby brain job brain i don't have job i haven't had job brain for like a year so i'm like this is hard i don't believe you've ever had job brain Mm, that's true you're right no i'm excited to see those yeah oh and the other uh i I hate that we're being so big i'm gonna cut this down but the other piece that i got approached about that i was also excited about when they asked for my rate it got approved and it's all it's it's going so get that it's less less about the money they just approved the timeline i was like okay if you give me a month to do this i guess i'll give you something good so it's amazing yeah i'm I'm happy it worked out all you have to do is ask the worst people can say is no that's like, true. That's true. And like, I'm always surprised at asking something and being like, mm, is this like a little much? Or like, am I allowed to? And then they're like, yeah, sure, we could do that. No problem. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. That And then like, after enough times of that happening, I'm like, oh, asking things is very simple. Yeah. And like, if they can't, they can't fine. Or if they don't want to, fine. But you never know. At least you know. You're right. You're right. Also, that editor is going to be at the Carbone Dinner on Thursday. Which one? So I better figure out what she looks like. I think I'll know what she looks like. There are some times when I'm just like, I don't know who you are, but... I think, not that like everyone knows me because they certainly don't, but I am one of the like the few guys in beauty right now. So it's like, and I'm like loud and gay online. So like, you know, but... I'll get a lot of like, hey, Tynan. And I'm like, hey, girl. Be like, <laughs> like, you gotta, you gotta tell me where you're from or who you are without yeah. actually telling me because I don't know and I won't ask. I've had full blown conversations Same. with lovely, lovely people. And I'm mm-hmm. like, don't know who that was and I will never see them again. <laughs> I will usually, if you look at like the location tags, like when people oh, post shit on their stories smart. and then I'm like, okay, okay, I got it. And this is just like, all extra labor we're making ourselves do because we're too chicken shit to be like, what is your name? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I hate it. I hate to ask a name. <laughs> Although you have to do it early or not at all with like anybody. I'm like, I you have have to get it out of the way or just like once it gets to that weird point where you wait too long, it's like, oh, it's weird now. This is very true. And, and there are people who I've let it go on for yeah. four months. So mm-hmm. um, before I forget, we have a voice note that we should play. Tynan Sable, first of all, love the pod. So thank you for your service. Um, and so I have a very distinct memory from my tween years of reading a quote from the Olsen twins that talked about how they are always layering scents and they were just really into that. I mean, honestly, at the time, I think they had released two fragrances, so maybe it was just a marketing thing, but it really stuck with me, um, to the point that for years I was always frantically layering fragrances in hopes of smelling completely unique. Um, and it was absolutely chaotic. Um, sometimes got compliments, but not always. Um, so two part question. Hope that's not really annoying. One is how do you feel about layering fragrances or smells? Um, do you have any favorite combos that go together? I mean, even if it's like street nuts or whatever, I love that smell. Um, and then my second question is, do you have any fragrance moments in your life that just completely transformed your take on fragrance like whether it was a piece of advice or like a person who smelled good or like just what made you say like fragrances for me smells are for me i'm obsessed with this i'm going to dedicate a whole podcast to it um all right thank you so much love you guys bye i love that we both have different views on this yeah we do we do we do thank you for that great great question and and your kind words that was really sweet sable would you like to kick us off okay i am pro scent layering I love to do it. I do it only with like simple one note scents. Like I'll do a woody perfume oil on my wrist and then like spray maybe like an iris scent over it to get those to commingle. Or I actually really love mixing Maison Crivelli Patchouli Magnetique with Iris Malacan over it because mm. like one is very what? deep, one is very like kind of lighter. Yeah, that is actually like a pretty pretty pro move now that i'm saying it out loud i'm like wait that's really intense of me but you know what yeah choke on me it's fine choke on me yeah it's it's the times when you're just like i want to smell like a smell smell tm then that's Mm -hmm. that's when you layer but i usually like to mix mediums so it's like an oil with a spray over it but not necessarily two sprays Uh, Mm -hmm. okay what about you well i personally for me Mm-hmm. am not down with scent layering when i want to smell like one thing i want to smell like one thing and i want to mm-hmm. smell like that thing all day and i don't want it, anything to compete with it or dilute it everything i use is unscented with with the exception of like body washes because all of that 
goes down the drain unless you're using Old Spice, in which case, please stop. <laughs> but, you know, deodorants, hair products, when I can find them or use them, I also have a buzz cut. Just like anything scented, oh, body lotion, I don't want anything. Um, I will say the caveat to that is maybe vanilla. I don't own any vanilla body products intentionally, but if I were to use one thing that was scented, I... I would use vanilla because one, I love it. And two, I think it makes a great base for one, anything to everything that I wear. Yeah. And caveat number two is sunscreen. If I know I'm going to wear sunscreen, I sort of build onto that. And if I'm wearing, if it's summer, I'm probably wearing something like sunscreen adjacent anyway, or just sweet. So those all meld really nicely together. So sometimes like I'll do a sunscreen and then a body oil, whether it's an SPF body oil or not, which is most le- most often scented in some way than a fragrance. So, but that's, I mean, few and far between. Cause if I'm running around showing my titties, like it's, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be covered in scent anyway. So, yeah, I do not like scent layering for me personally. However, I celebrate it for others because I know that people love it and it makes them happy. And I think that's great. Yeah, totally. And what was the scent that got you into fragrance? Oh, man. I mean, I feel like with this and it's hard to say it's hard to pinpoint one is the thing. well also we just sort of talked about it last week and by last week i mean the light episode shit i would say i won't go too deep deep into them because i just did last week but i would say john varvados mm-hmm. or the original mark jacobs i think those really like shook something loose in my brain yep. and, and showed me like oh no you like love something like this for yourself not just because someone told you that you can or should or it's possible like those are yours so yeah i think i think those those donna karen cashmere mist mm-hmm. mentioned that chanel allure i loved all of the escada flankers i don't even know what the scent was but it was yeah. like these just like hot pink flanker bottles they came out like every freaking summer all they were all like fruity fruity ass fragrances but to yeah. me they smelled super sexy and like grown mm-hmm. up and i actually remember what buying this one perfume from sephora at the time they're not they're not held there anymore it was like this french brand for children called planet kid and oh my god they, you told us about yes those, us, they us have these the like audience. they have these really cute le petit prince illustrations on them so it looks like those like little characters all over the bottles and i don't remember the names there was a yellow one a blue one and a pink one i had the yellow one and it was just like this really fresh airy probably bergamot scented perfume for children but i loved it so much and it was what like 20 dollars at sephora's it was a very affordable price point because it was like for children yeah. so when i was a teenager at the time i was like i can afford this and i love the way it smells and like i felt so fancy in my children's fake le petit prince fragrance oh i love that i found a bottle of it on ebay recently actually and it was like half used i'm actually surprised any person was selling it on ebay because i'm like who the fuck wants this and then i'm like me i'm the freak who wants this it was pretty cheap it was like I think $20, but okay. I bought it. It smells a little off because I think it's like super old. Yeah. But just getting the core whiff of it, I was like, whoa, that brings me back to the mall days. Like, oh, I love that. Yeah. So wait, fast forwarding to present day. Yes. Sable. Yes. What do you smell like today? Okay. Today I smell like BDK Parfums Chanel Extrait. And I originally was introduced to this perfume in a little shop in my neighborhood I think it's just called like Design Collab. It's it's like extremely expensive, wacky looking furniture. And they have like five fragrances <laughs> from like three random brands. But they had a couple of BDK scents. I sprayed on, there's Gris Charnel. There's like the normal Eau de Parfum. And then there's Gris Charnel X-Straight, which is obviously the X-Straight version. And it's super figgy and super cardamom. It's spicy and juicy at the same time and like zesty. And it's hard to explain. When when I first put it on, I get that huge plume of fig and cardamom. But then now that I've been wearing it for like, I like resprayed like maybe an hour, an hour and a half ago. Now it's just like really zesty and warm and spicy. I don't know. It's set. This is going to sound crazy, but it smells kind of just like a really expensive zipper. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'll just go, it's going to sound crazy. Something about just the smoothness of like a very expensive zipper, this like buttery, zesty texture. It's really doing it for me. Oh, I love that. I want yeah. to get my hands on vials of those as well because I went to Design Club with Sable last weekend and and smelled them. And, you know, I, I was just like 
huffing the atomizers. I wasn't applying <laughs> them, but they did smell like really, really gorgeous. And maybe not yeah. something that I would pick out for myself, but having, you know, having been brought to them, I was so excited that to discover them. And I really want to like get a little wear out of them myself. So yeah, I, I connected with the PR from them recently. So like, well, what's good y'all? Well, here's hoping. Yeah, here's hoping. <laughs> Tynan, what do you smell like today? So imagine my surprise when last week I get home. Well, it actually started from a text from Sable, but I get home and there is a package from persons of interest in my mailroom. And there was a custom blended fragrance oil waiting for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, now what the fuck is going on here on this day? And Sable had told me that she had got one and she sent me a photo and I was like, oh, word. And so I get home and I get one and they're different. So they're like truly bespoke for us, which is crazy. Mine is called Bon Venis. It's a vanilla bomb. And I love that that name. I hate it too. It has notes of uh, pistachio, almond, jasmine, vanilla, and sandalwood. And it do be having all those notes. It is a a vanilla bomb as it's so good name. though. It's, it's so, so like multifaceted and textured uh-huh. and layered. I was like it's, blown away. It's gorgeous. And like the pistachio really comes up and gives it this yeah. like he needs God. to like make that in the core collection. I know, literally. Like it's it's like a pistachio nuttiness to it that's behind the vanilla and gives it a little bit more personality. And you know, the jasmine and sandalwood ha- help to sort of round its edges without taking anything away from just like the vanilla joyfulness of it. I really, yeah. really love it. Like, and it's it's a roll-on perfume oil, and so you really don't need a ton of it. So I, I'm gonna going to enjoy this for a long, long time. And Sable's is croissant inspired too. Yeah. It's funny because mine's called Bon Veni and yours is an address. And I was like, what's the address? And you were like, I think it's their address. And I was like, no, their whole thing is somewhere in Toronto. So yeah. I Googled it. And it I know is... Tynan was smart and Googled it. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I was just like, this This isn't adding up. So I Googled it. And it is a bakery in France that specializes in croissants. How cute is that? How thoughtful it's is that? It's such a cool fucking idea. And it really does. It makes me smell like a pastry. Like I smell yeah. like a pastry. It's so cool. I love that. I love, we love Dino. It's so, we love Dino. We love persons of interest. We yeah. want to do something with them. But uh, yeah. until then, until then um, <laughs> I'm going to be wearing this. I'm obsessed with that. It's so fucking good. So a few weeks back, we told you all that we went to this Armani dinner mm-hmm. and uh, we connected with their PR. Well, we had been connected with their PR for years and they're very, very good to us. Not only just, you know, with product or whatever, but you know, not a, not all PR is great to work with, but they always, always have been, even when, you know, my career was much smaller than it is now. And um, we got some FaceTime with them and we met the gentleman named Beck, who is, I'm sure he says his title on the show, but... The, he said it was a, the, the, the national face designer. Face designer yeah. for Armani. But he is also sort of like the brand ambassador for like the that's not right. He's in-house, but he yeah. is like the 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 brand face of the fragrances for education. So I'm sure I botched the title back. Please forgive me. <laughs> and they were very giving with uh his time on the show. And I think this is the fastest that we've ever not ever gotten someone on the show, but maybe Pretty also fast. someone someone yeah. from a huge fragrance brand like that. Because the big ones are not easy to get because we have to go up you know, head to head with PR and legal and all these motherfuckers that we don't want to talk to, frankly, but uh, Armani was great. So usually like we have a more niche topic for our episodes or we try to have a more niche topic, uh, but Armani is such a like a huge legacy brand. And that's been a part of our lives for so long that we just sort of threw a bunch of shit at the wall and that we just wanted answered because we are inquisitive girls and i don't think we need to justify our no i don't think i don't think so either i don't think so either it's our show but yeah i mean i am just really excited about this episode yeah let's get to it get into it Uh, my name is beck morgan i am the national face designer for armani beauty i know it's not name sense face designer (laughs) plastic surgery so like dramatic but so basically i um am in charge of all of the color and beauty i'm really the voice of artistry 
for Armani Beauty for the U.S. specifically. Mm-hmm. Although I do get to do some fun things and travel to our friends in Canada, and I go overseas to Europe and help out over there a little bit. But also because fragrance is such a huge, massive part of our business, and I have a personal passion for fragrance, they're letting me also do some fragrance and play with that as well. And it's been such a such an honor because I've been such a fan of the the house from a fashion point of view, especially for their menswear. I love it. So it's really my dream job is that I get to play with makeup. I get to give be the voice of what, because I feel like the way that we like makeup and fragrance in the U.S. is so specific compared to the rest of the world. I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys agree with that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Totally. I feel like American attitudes towards fragrance is very different than Europe or Asia or the Middle East. Um, but I always think it's fun to learn about that, the way other people, you know. Oh, I love it. I'm a- it's crazy. Like in, for instance, in Europe, C, one of our fragrances, I'm sure you know, has been mm-hmm. yeah. super popular in Asia. Yeah. Obsessed. People are like wild about it. Cape Blanchett is our spokesperson's black current. It's really like rich and sweet and I like it. But in the mm-hmm. U.S., people want the white florals. They want su- like sweeter mm-hmm. in a different way. So it's it's crazy because in, in Paris, they ask us, well, how is C doing? And I'm like, People like my way over here. They like Aqua de Joya or Aqua de Jo. So I, I love hearing about what people like all over the world. So it's interesting. Yeah. C was a big one. That came out, what, 2016, 17? Yeah. I think, it, I think yeah. the original did launch in 2016. Yeah. 2016. And worldwide, it does really, really well. But in the US, people like, we just like what we like. We have a very specific way that we wear fragrance and the way, like it, even with makeup, people love a red lip in France. But in the US, it's very specific if someone is going to wear a red lip. You know, they're mm. not going to wear it all the time, especially yeah. well, maybe in New York. But if you go to you know, Dallas or California, they're not going to wear a, a red lip on a Tuesday. Right, right. Well, that's their fault. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, Beck, we always start off every episode by asking our guest, what do you smell like today? <sighs> what do I smell like today? Well, I specifically, of course, I'm wearing Ar- Armani Privé because when we met earlier, I was telling you guys how much I love Privé. And this is the first Armani fragrance I fell in love with. I'm wearing yeah. Queer Amethyst. And I covered this in Vancouver, Canada at a specialty retailer. And when I smelled this, I had never smelled anything like it. It's silver birch, but to me, it smells like honey and violet. Oh, uh, Violet can't get enough. I I dr- love Violet. Drench me in Violet. Like there's something about it that's like non. It's not super feminine. It's not super mm-hmm. masculine. It's yummy to me. I don't even. It's very non-gendered. It's just like delicious. So that's why I'm wearing yeah. queer amethyst. Ooh. I love that. Okay. Okay. Wait, I have, we didn't brief you with this question and I'm already going off script, but I think that you set us <laughs> up really well for this. So I would just like to jump in and ask. So I don't use our money makeup anymore because of some like cruelty free situations that I have, but I fucking love our money makeup, but like that luminous silk baby. Uh, but yeah. my question for you is, I'm just asking to ask, cause I'm genuinely curious. Do you find that Armani fragrances, the perspective and approach to those and the Armani, the perspective, the approach to the Armani beauty collection, are those in conversation at all with each other? Like, do you think there are any similarities in that? Yeah, there's a lot of similarities. They, I think what, one of the things I discovered is working with the makeup and, and the fragrances is that we are very obsessed with the essentials and simplicity at Armani. It's from the design of the clothing, the fashion, the makeup, where it's a very simple line. I think we have 10 color skews Mm -hmm. and then we have luminous silk collection very simple and subtle easy to use a very wearable fragrances i mean aqua de joe has been a men's top five for like 20 years people Mm. love aqua de joe it's like all of the hot boys in my high school wore aqua de joe (laughs) all the fuck boys i hear that like oh that smells like my ex-boyfriend yes (laughs) and it sucks because it's such a good scent that you can't be mad at it you really can't be mad i mean i have the giant bottle of it and when i especially when i started because i fell in love with this before i fell in love with aqua de joe because i my I wasn't allowed to wear fragrance in my house grew up. my mom is severely allergic and sensitive to fragrances and so fragrance was always very mystical thing for me and like i want to wear fragrance but i'm yeah. not allowed so the minute i could start wearing fragrances i got buck wild and i mean <laughs> this is just one side of my fragrance wall i have oh wow over here i'll, sh- I'll show you guys i have over 100 fragrances and i just keep buying more because it's like the one thing that always it's yep. the one thing that lifts your mood you know like spritz it on any time of day 
I even wear fragrance to bed, like an actual fragrance. I do too. I really yeah. like that. Yeah. I find it so comforting. I love, I like this. Like yeah. I do sleep like an angel like this. And then I, <laughs> I don't wear fragrance to bed. There's like enough going on in my bed sheets. I don't need to add See, like any... I will wear like an oil. Like I'll do a roll on oil. Okay. Yeah. So okay. you can just smell it on your wrist. And I don't know if that actually answered your question, but basically simplicity is what I see the overarching theme for all of our fragrances. Like Mr. Armani doesn't believe in layering fragrances. He thinks mm-hmm. each fragrance should really stand on its own when he's creating it. And our makeup is so simple. And I think that's why it stood the test of time. Luminous Silk Foundation has been a best-selling foundation for 20 yeah. years because it just freaking works. It's just a yeah. good foundation, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. it works. They just are simple, very straightforward. And I think aesthetically for Americans, a lot of us like things that are easy. I think easy is the way that I think about style and fashion, everything for Americans. We just like things that are easy, you know? Mm. I love that. Ease is not something that typically goes hand in hand with luxury. You know what I mean? And I think that's sort of maybe part of the mystique of it. But I like that because I do. I agree with you. Like the makeup is it's so good that it's effortless and fragrance. You can look at it however you want. But I do think it's just a pretty like concise, beautiful idea. And that's all you need. Yeah. Simple. And it's really attractive because you just want reliable, simple, easy Mm -hmm. The things that get you compliments, which is good skin, right? Yeah. And smelling good. (laughs) (laughs) True. Very true. It's interesting. I like to share with people the fashion to beauty to fragrance journey is I always go back to our founder, Mr. Armani. He's still alive and well, still creating beautiful fashion. And he changed the game in the 80s when he took a jacket. So I'll take my jacket off. So I know this podcast are not a visual medium. So use your imaginations <laughs> listening to the home. But Mr. Armani took the, a men's jacket and he removed the shoulder pads and the linings in the 80s, which made them very square and boxy. And he made a soft masculine frame by this, like this jacket is an Armani jacket. And it really does hug your mm-hmm. body. And it's also breathable and it shows off your, your physique naturally. So he really changed the aesthetic in the 80s to strong femininity and soft masculinity. So we really do that with our fragrances too. Our fragrances have that softness in the in the masculine fragrances and then the strongness in the feminine sense. So I always think that's interesting how we try to always carry through his vision through our fragrances and our makeup from the fashion. Does oh, he, does Mr. Armani do the briefs when you're creating a scent? Yes, he's extremely okay. involved in yeah. the in the scent briefings. Like he recently, we have taken on a Sydney Sweeney as mm-hmm. our. I'm obsessed with her in Euphoria. She's so incredible. She's been a huge fan of the brand for so long, and she, Mr. Armani, approved her and the scent that she's promoting our new My Way perfume, which has iris. It's really, really pretty. It's on the sweeter side of our fragrances from My Way which has been trending a lot. We listen to the consumers quite a bit when we're creating our fragrances because we want to create things that are timeless, but we also want to have some things that are fun and fresh and what people actually want, you know? Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, my way always struck me. It has like almost like a little bit of like a bubblegum vibe to it. It does. I think it does too. I think it's one of our most wearable scents because mm-hmm. it's people like things that smell like vanilla and feel like smell like food. And I feel like, especially in the US, They just want something that you can throw on. It doesn't have to be day or night. It's sort of just a fragrance that's easy to wear. And I think My Way does that really well. I prefer the My Way Intense. That's my favorite. It has a duo tuberose, so it's a little bit less bubblegummy. And it's a little bit more in my, when I smell, I smell more of like a rich iris versus something that's more bubblegummy. Did you get a chance to smell the new My Way perfume? Not the new one. No, I've smelled the original and the intense though. Okay, we'll have to get it yeah. over to you guys so you can smell it's coming out soon. So I'll make sure that we we get that for you to experience. It's it's really pretty. I think you'll like it. We've been talking a lot. I mean, we always talk a lot, period, but about flankers. We've been discussing lately, and I know that my way, like you just said, has what now the original and two flankers? Three. Three. So <laughs> when, when listening to the consumer, how do you decide what to pursue at the time or pursue first? Because I'm sure with a, a fragrance like My Way, there's a billion directions you could go with it. We do, we do think a lot about flankers and especially I think about wardrobing again when you have a jacket that you can wear. Like I've had this jacket for three years and it's still, it still fits. It's still nice. But 
I also want to have some accessories that are a little bit more fun and trendy to swap mm-hmm. things. I think of like Aqua de Joe and My Way Originals as like your good standards that you can wear all the time and that do really well. But we honestly really do listen to consumers and get this feedback from the people that are in the stores, whether you're at a Macy's and Ulta, at Dillard's, you know, any of our Nordstrom, any of our retailers that that have those scents, they give us feedback of what they would like to smell and and also our competitors too, like. We know that there are real people are really liking something that's a little bit more strong in the iris. So we might lean into that for a new flanker that's coming out. So Aqua de Joe is a really great example of that. Our uh, Eau de Toilette is a really great entry-level fine fragrance for people to try, especially for men. They really love that. It still does really, really well. But people do want something different. You don't want to wear the same outfit every day. So going out with a flanker and listening to what our clients want has been where it's done. We used to do a lot of absolutes for um, like Aqua de Joe and these ones, but now we're finding that people are wanting, wanting more of like a, a parfum that's more long lasting. We're getting a lot of that for men's men's especially. That's interesting. I've been noticing like a couple brands releasing a parfum flanker. And I always wonder like, is that similar in line to saying something is like an eau de toilette or an eau de parfum? And like, how does that differ? I think it's a really great question. So yeah. I'm really lucky because I got to go to a fragrance training by L'Oreal and they took us through a whole week of describing how the different fragrances are made, all of the different levels. And generally, you're right. It does come down to how long it lasts, but it's mm-hmm. by changing the ingredients slightly that you get that more long lasting. So I've had a lot of my clients, because when I'm doing makeup on people, we always end up talking about fragrance anyways. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they're asking, is this just a stronger version? Does this have more concentration of like the oil or is it just a stronger version of the original? And it's not. Fragrance doesn't really work that way. The way we make it is you have to add a little bit more of a tonka bean to like the new Armani code. We added a different type of tonka bean extract to make it more intense and long lasting. So Eau de Parfum is going to be more strong than like an Eau de Toilette. And then Parfum is going to be stronger than that. So uh, it does kind of go in that layer. The less words, the stronger it is, I guess. You can <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's true. Oh that my gosh. True. I, I never thought, thought about that. it. This, yeah. this might be something that someone might get mad at you for answering. So, you know, feel free to not and we'll cut it out. But with a fragrance like My Way that just to keep coming back because it's top of mind, do you know that's going to be a big tentpole fragrance for the brand going out with it? And then do you think that they're built in order to pursue different ideas with when they want to flanker them out year by year to stay on trend, but keep the brand loyalty with the same name and franchise? I think that's a really great question. I don't think we need to cut that out at all. I think it's really okay. smart. I mean, the wit is a business, isn't it? It's making fragrances and they really do a lot of research because I mean, our fragrance has been such a massive part of our business for so long. We have a lot of research. We do a lot of consumer feedback. So we know that people were looking for something that was leaning more towards that white floral effect when C was popular for for quite a while. But all of the feedback that we were getting was something that I've heard is it's more of like an evening fragrance, the way that people are thinking about it in the US. So when we come out with a a whole range, like My Way, for instance, when that came out in 2020, people were looking for something that they could wear anytime. It's going to be very soft, unobtrusive, just soft and pretty and feminine. And the hope is that it's going to be a hit (laughs) and that will create flankers and keep going with them. So I think with all of the research we have with our clients of what they like, we've had some hits, which were really, really lucky. And it all started with Aqua de Joe and coming out with, I know I keep going back to it, but honestly, it keeps the lights on. Like people love yeah. Aqua de Joe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sexy, you know? Great question. And I guess like to just to sort of tie that up with a bow, when do you decide when it's time to sort of put a franchise to bed and start the new idea going from C to my way, rather than just to keep pumping out the my ways? I think that's a really good question. I think the it goes back to the consumers. Like, what are mm. people buying? Are they really interested in that? And then if we see something shift, I'm sure we'll take a shift with it too, because mm. it is a fashion line. Like, you're not going to be able to buy the same, you know, shoes at any fashion line year after year after year. Like, at some point, the trends change and things want to move on. So we're hoping that everything would have the longevity of Aqua de Joe. That's mm-hmm. not always the case. But it's with the trends and what people are buying is mm-hmm. what we're really looking at. 
I think my way is a great example of something that I feel has a lot of longevity. It's just really soft. It's very, mm-hmm. very easy to wear. But then there's also, we're seeing a big uptick in our Privé line where people are really interested in more of like a higher niche moment, something that you really can't get everywhere. And sure. my personal favorite, I love Privé. Yeah. I think it's so special. And there's so much great storytelling behind how they create the Privé line. So we're always going to come out with something brand new and fresh in the Privé. Oh, and all my dogs just excited to come in. Perfect. <laughs> so to, it's basically, I think we Privé is where we really have fun and we come up with something completely new and different. And we don't flanker because they are one ingredient, one place inspiration. So we have a lot of fun to like kind of hold those ingredients on a pedestal. I think that's what Privé is all about is like it's a it's like a love story to an ingredient and a place. I so that's that. We really came up with something brand new. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Press Sorry. Sure. Sorry, I feel like I'm interrogating you. I like, no, I mean, that's the point, right? Ask me. <laughs> I feel like I wasn't even aware of the Privé line until like this year. I'm on a mission. I am on a mission. Yeah. We'll know about it because to me, it's what immediately drew me to Armani fragrances a long time ago. And I think if people could just like smell how special it is and how each each fragrance is so completely different, like, oh, I would be so happy because I love Privé fragrance. I think they're incredible. How how long has the Privé line been around? Privé like- started, gosh, before my time. So I've been with yeah. Armand for about a year and a half. Okay. Um, I've been in the industry for 20 years. And uh, Privé originally came out with a fragrance called Bois d'Ensemble. It's in a bottle very similar to this. Yeah. Uh, and it was created because Mr. Armani wanted to have a fragrance that he made for himself and for his family and friends. Mm-hmm. So he originally worked to create this fragrance and they didn't sell it. And then it was very popular and they said, why are we not selling this? Let's create it and bring it out. So they came out with La Collection and they had four fragrances that they launched that were only sold in like a Neiman's or a Saks or a Harrods. Mm-hmm. And it sort of grew from there. And we don't put a ton of marketing behind it. And people just love Privé because it's just beautiful. Really, I mean, you can tell I've been collecting them. I'm obsessed. I always think it's interesting when like fashion designer brands, when they have fragrances, they'll have like the department store fragrances and then they'll have this like elevated Privé collection. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. why? Like, why is that a thing? (laughs) It's a great question. (laughs) I think it's sort of like, why do we have fashion that you could buy at every mall in America? And why do you have things you can only buy at like Bergdorf Goodman? It's sort of like that. There is that need for someone that wants something a little bit more elevated. And they are very specific. Like Queer Amethyst that I'm wearing today, I, I it is discontinued. So I, I don't know if that was not a nice move for me to talk about a discontinued fragrance. No, we do that. it all the time. <laughs> oh, okay, thank God. One of my girlfriends is obsessed with an old fragrance, She, that we used to carry. Yes, oh my God, same. Same. The the Imperial Armani She. It's like the, the big iris bomb in the champagne yeah, bottle, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. Bring it back. <laughs> I it's when I, so good. When I see every, she still wears it. I, I think she's getting it online. It's probably like so old, but it still smells good. So anyhow, I feel like the Privé collection is really for a specific client that doesn't want to smell like anyone else. They want something very, very elevated. They tend to be really long lasting, especially the ones in the black bottles and the lock collection or the ones that are more colorful. Those tend to be really, really long lasting. They're a little bit richer. So they're going to get a lot more food. The tuberose is going to be more intense. They're just, they're, they're gorgeous. So they're also a much higher price point. Right. So generally these ones are going to start at like 200 and go up to about 315. Mm-hmm. And there could be some sticker shock for that at your local. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. True. I always but, felt um, like the Privé lines were always fragrances that like wouldn't necessarily be like a mass consumer hit. Like they're a little bit more experimental, a little bit more out there. I think that every man wants to smell like violet, but I do. Yeah. And also Pivoin. I don't have you have you all smelled Pivoin Shuzu? Mm-hmm. No, like, I haven't. Next time we come to New York, I need to have you guys come into the the, the Armani restaurant again and we need to look <gasps> at these fragrances. So there's this one is absolutely stunning. And I wish we had smell a vision so everybody could smell this. This is one that is pink peony inspired. And this is our best selling pre-bay. So if you're listening at home and you want to try one of our pre-bays, I would highly suggest you start with the Pivoin Shuzu. Mm-hmm. It's inspired by the Shizou Gardens in China, where it's like a basically it's like the Venice of China, and there's beautiful pink peonies everywhere. It's really soft. It is incredible. When I do bridal makeup, this is what I bring in my kit to put on brides because it is like angelic and soft and so pretty and floral, but not in a cloying or overpowering way. It's very delicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need you need to you need you need to try this. It's I know. Good. I love that. I don't know if I've shared this yet, but. 
Privé is inspired by one place and one noble ingredient. So this one is Pink Peony and the Shuzhou Gardens in China. And this one is Silver Birch, um, even though I think it smells like Violet, and Russia. So every single fragrance in the Privé line is inspired by one of Mr. Armani's favorite places to travel to and one ingredient. So I think that's one thing that makes it very different than our others, which are more inspired by a way of life or freshness. These ones are inspired by actual places and ingredients. Oh, I like that. That's very cool. Yeah, Sable, you've been talking about like fragrances with like one hero yeah. note a bit lately. So that makes but sense. But like a hero place, I think is a cool idea too. Because that. like yeah. fragrances, you know, it's sort of like a way to travel because you smell things that are from faraway places. I mean, I smell, because I discovered this in Vancouver, one of my favorite cities in the world. And when I smell this, I feel like I'm back in Vancouver. Mm. I just think it's such a wonderful city. And this is like the best. So it really yeah. does transport you to, you know, you guys know what's fragrance. You smell something, you smell cut grass or some like lush fragrance from like 10 years ago. There's yeah. called grass that I smell. Every time I smell, it takes me back to like, I'm 20 years old and I'm at the mall and I just discovered this little fragrance. It's I, I just so, so fun to travel with our noses. So the newest one, which is Datsun Santal. Oh, Santal Don Shah. I keep on getting yeah, them wow. posted. Yet I, I forced myself to learn it. Yes. Yeah, I completely butchered that name. Oops. Oh my so what is the the provenance of that one? So that one is the one that is sandalwood is the key ingredient that right. we really are heroing in that one, but also has, I really like that this one has cardamom. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. what makes it so different from a lot of the other Santals that I've smelled is the cardamom makes it really like soft and, and just yes. very warm yeah. and yummy. I think that one is is so special it does have that little bit of bergamot at the beginning that smells really fresh which sort of like fades away into the cardamom and the sandalwood so sandalwood is the noble ingredient that we hero for that one and then we also have the place is in shanghai there is a garden that's the summer palace gardens that are they have lakes there and they have all of these woods and, and trees so it's supposed to transport you to the summertime at the royal gardens in shanghai that makes you feel like you're walking through the trees along the water with the freshness and the warmth. So that's the story behind that one. Oh, I love that. I would love to get your take on what you think, and maybe not specifically about the Privé collection, although also maybe specifically because that's what we're talking about. Since, you know, it's been around for so long, but the internet has completely changed the way that people shop for fragrance. One, it's, it's taken away the sort of regionality of shopping. Like you can get any thing from anywhere at any time, which is great. And also with fragrance becoming so D to C lately, people are not afraid to buy something that they've never smelled. So knowing all of that and maybe pulling price out of it, because that might be, you know, the low hanging fruit here, who is the consumer for these Privé collections? Like if I can buy anything from anywhere ostensibly, what is going to take me to Privé instead of the, you know, the Armani House collection or really any other collection? I think it is a word of mouth situation, to be honest. I think that once you smell Rouge Malachite, which is in the the red bottle right here, it is such a specific type of tuberose that when people smell it on you, they they are, where did you get that? Oh, you can only (laughs) get it at like the Armani store or Burdick Goodman or Bloomingdale's. A few, there's only a few places you can get it. And I think word of mouth is how Privé has grown with almost no marketing, maybe a little bit of Instagram once or twice a year, but people, we really don't market the Privé line very much. So it is word of mouth and just, it's special and it's it's niche, you know, it's not going to be at every single location. Like I can drive in five minutes and go to an Ulta and get a a lot of different fragrances, but I'm not going to be able to get Privé unless I drive an hour and a half away to a a Neiman Marcus and and pick it up. So I think it is Mm -hmm. From what I, when I have people come in and they're asking for it, it's because they smell it on somebody else. So mm-hmm. it makes it, it yeah. special. It's funny because with Sable and I being, you know, so deep in this industry and sort of knowing, you know, when, not knowing everything, but knowing when things come out, yada, yada. When we went to this Armani dinner and we're hanging out sort of in the the store, I saw the full Privé collection and I was like, I knew Privé existed. I didn't know it existed like this. So when you say you guys keep a secret, you really mean it. I'm trying to change that. (laughs) This is the big reveal. Yeah, Yeah, literally. I feel like there is a huge market out there for the Privé client. And I think getting the word out there and us, the fact that we had that dinner and thank you both for coming, by the way, I really appreciate your time coming to that dinner and having that, just that experience with us was was so special because Privé, we've been dying to get the word out about it. It does really well with nothing to imagine what it could do yeah. if we actually put some, you know, 
some uh, work behind promoting the line. It's it's totally. crazy that you said that. A lot of people don't know that we have makeup. They don't know that Armani <laughs> makes makeup. Like if you're in the industry, you know Luminous yeah. Silk. Like you may Luminous not know. Silk. Uh, people know Aqua de Jo. Like everyone knows Aqua de Jo, and everybody knows Armani, but they don't yeah. always know about Armani Beauty, and especially our, our Privé fragrances are sort of a best kept secret. So. Yeah, I know that you, you've liked it so far. There's different ranges. So the Lazo, which I, I we've talked about with the Santal, it's one. The Lazo, I tend to think of those as more of like an eau de toilette, even though they're yeah. technically, it's not going to wear for 24 hours. You know, that's they're they're all based on water. They're supposed to be light and wearable. But I always do love to show people the ones that are in the black bottles because these are these are really good. They they stay on really well. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I did notice that the the Santal, which is not sort of my favorite scent in the world, but I, I really did enjoy it. But sort of three quarters of my way through the day, I was like, now where the hell did that go? And so yes. I was like, it's yeah. a Twilight, you idiot. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> no, understandable. I like, I tend to want to smell like a very wealthy person that lives in Dubai. Like I want something that is like really incense, yeah. really rich. Mm-hmm. I want it to be heavy because I like to smell all day long. So you know, I think not everybody likes to wear fragrance the same way, but Santal's been, it's been received really well. I mean, you both have it and, and you can tell it's, it's soft and wearable pretty. Totally. And I feel like it's, it's like a universal crowd pleaser because it is like a little bit amorphous and like clean, but it has like a nice, it has a good texture to it. I like that. Yeah. I think the cardamom for me was the the part that really helps round out that whole story because there are some Santals on the market as well that are really popular. Mm -hmm. How are we differentiating ourselves? And I think the cardamom really does that nicely. Yeah. It's a little bit more like inviting and warm and cozy. Like a a hug. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's funny. What you were saying before about how like people don't know that Armani Beauty exists, but even people who aren't aware of Armani Beauty are aware of Luminous Silk and they're aware of Aqua de Joe. So it's like, you know, like people are messing with Armani Beauty without even realizing that they are. Totally, totally. <laughs> and it's like multi-generations have worn our fragrances yeah. and we're so happy that we can keep those people happy and and keep them with us for so long. Like my dad wore Aqua de Joe and I wear it. and But I like the perfume because it's a little bit stronger and it's a little bit more intense and long lasting. So it's cool that we have had like whole families wearing, wearing Armani, but then we also have niche stuff like Privé to give you something kind of different and more elevated. Mm. Sable and I were talking recently about Aqua de Joe, and we we both sort of have this, you know, memory of it being like a fuckboy fragrance. But when when I take myself like out of myself, I'm like, no, that it's actually really good. Like if I discovered that yeah. on my own today, I would be like, you'll never guess. So like, <laughs> what do you think about a fragrance that, uh, what do you think about Aqua de Joe that is not new, but does smell all at once, sort of like new, innovative and timeless? How, what do you think makes it that way with this well, scent specifically? Yeah, that's a really good question. It was like, why is it smell fresh again? Like, why is it still like, why is it still, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> it is so good. You know, when this came out, there was a lot of fresh fragrances out on the market. You think about like CK1, mm-hmm. Asimiyaki was super popular when yeah. this came out. Like this was a very popular and for it to do even well and can and continue to do well over time has a lot to do with the marine notes, I think. I think marine notes are just something that instantly make us feel like clean and fresh and it wants to smell that way. I have a friend that just bought the original Eau de Toilette Aqua de Joe and and the cool thing is now we're really shifting towards sustainability, which is is nice. And we're as a total beauty brand by 2025, our goal is to be completely carbon neutral. And for a brand of our size, it's quite a feat because there's so many suppliers, so many ingredients that we have to make sure that we're being responsible about how we're taking care of the earth and how we're doing that. So it's a it's a combination of like the marine notes, we're shifting really heavily towards sustainability and um, carbon neutrality. But also I think Y2K is having a huge moment, you know, yeah. like what was cool <laughs> when I was in high school is coming back. Sometimes it's a little bit crazy. I just saw <laughs> like a double popped collar ad. On, oh. oh, I almost died. I was like, no, no I could get down with like an icy eyeshadow. I could get down with a show. I don't know, but I could do like necklaces. I just can't. No, please. <laughs> no, I think they're being in- reinterpreted in a like slightly better way. I think everything has been elevated, yeah. especially now that we can actually see how we look immediately. We're not just waiting for the film to. That's true. 
<laughs> also, like makeup back then sucked. Makeup is so good now. There's just a quality of colors. Well, that's why they made everything icy is because they couldn't make blue and yeah. purple pigments. Like, yeah. well, that's, what, you know, it's like, exactly. no, there was a reason we all look like that because we couldn't like look like we do today. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we didn't know that how it was going to flash and look crazy when we processed that film. So, exactly. <laughs> so much orange foundation. That's what I remember. <laughs> oh, my God. Dream. Like, why was it orange? Why? Why was it? Why were we all that orange? News. Oh, my gosh. It, you know what? People loved it, though. They really they went for it with that. And for for fragrance, I mean, I think fresh and clean is always going to be yep. an American thing that we like. We just do. Yeah. And it's again, it's easy to wear. I will put on Aqua de Joe when I'm going to go to the gym, when I'm going to go anywhere that I just want to smell nice and unobtrusive. And just like, I know I'm always going to get compliments when I wear that. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Definitely. Uh, this is like, I, I mean, I think that we've sort of covered everything. We really burned through everything that we had today, just like very naturally. This has been like <laughs> so such a pleasure to connect with you. I mean, I, I told Kendall that, you know, connecting with some of these bigger brands can often be a song and dance with like legal and PR, but y'all just made it happen. And we really appreciate it because we were very excited to talk to you. So oh thank gosh. you. I'm so grateful. And thank you for being the other boy at the event, by the way. I, oh my God, literally. Literally the one... <laughs> Where are my men at? What's going on here? We were looking around. We're like, wait a minute. Weren't there like 80 attendees, 100 people at that yeah. dinner? And I was the only guy that didn't work for the brand. I was like, damn, like, where are the boys? And I, I know. I don't know. I, we definitely have to change that in the future because I think, you know, I'm so interested in ungendering things. And yeah. like, you know, and fragrance is such a great place to start with that. because. Oh, yeah. Believe me, I know plenty of women who are awkward to show. And I were uh, women's fragrance. I, I just think like it's such an interesting place that we're in right now where we don't have to gender things and like male makeup artists, non-binary makeup artists, people just are people. It smells mm-hmm. good, it smells good. You look good, you look good. So mm-hmm. hopefully you won't be the only other boy next time. I, I mean, there are enough male editors that I really did think. I was like, what What in the hell is going on here today? But I was happy you, to be there. More for me. You did pop though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. You definitely stood up. You would, <laughs> you would anyway. <laughs> Listen, I always pop. I feel like that was our first episode with actual dog cameos in it. I feel like- we- that can't we've be heard, the first one. We've heard them, but we haven't seen them. Yeah, 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 yeah. True, I could true. be wrong. Anyway, not me not realizing they had a privé line until like that dinner. Neither did I. <laughs> Neither did I. Until... Literally that dinner, I was like, oh, what's this? Oh, you have a whole other line? Like what? Well, we got the invite yeah. and I think it said something about Armani privé, but I was like, what yeah. could that mean? I love that they sent everybody home a Casa Armani like couch like a cashmere couch throw blanket that was like a thousand dollars i'm like you can invite me to a party anytime i know seriously the bag was so big and you were like walking home and i was like tiny you're gonna get jumped i did (laughs) no sorry no i did not i obviously did not get jumped well no one's gonna jump me with that i could have just bludgeoned them with it if you could lift it over your head (laughs) okay i should cut this out but i know that i won't but i was trying to troll someone three guesses as to who it was and I was like, I was just at this Armani dinner. I just got this like really beautiful blanket in, in this huge bag. And he was like, oh. And I sent him a photo, but I was naked. But I was holding the bag over my body. And literally, Sable, it went from below my kneecaps to over my shoulders. That's like so when funny. we when we say this bag was big, it's big. Well, I tried to like get inside of it. You did. Oh my God. That was so funny. You tried to crawl inside it. I love that. It sort of worked until it didn't. But I mean, I love a big bag, which is funny (laughs) because you can literally use it for nothing else. Like you can't even reuse that. I'm like, there's no fucking purpose for this bag. It's the size of luggage. Right. Right. (laughs) That's luxury for you. A a bag too big. You can't use for anything else but one thing. (laughs) Luxury. Well, I loved our very luxury episode with Armani and. I like that we finally got some answers about like why a brand has a pre-bay collection and, you know, just got to chat about Aqua de Joe for as yeah. long as we did. I love that he calls him Mr. Armani. I think it's they so all funny. have to. But it's not like Senor Armani. <laughs> it's probably like in there. Yeah. Mr. Armani, not just Giorgio. Right. <laughs> My good hey, friend Giorgio. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's very cool to know. And Aqua de Joe, I still meet dudes today who are like, I wear Aqua de Joe and I'm just like, grow up. Yeah, literally, please. Read a book. <laughs> what do you only know? One perfume? And they're like, yes, I only know one perfume. Then I'm like, you know what? That's actually better than nothing. So good yeah, on you. Yeah, that's, tr- that's true. <laughs> good on you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed that episode. You can find us at our website, 
smellyulater.live where we have our merch. You can drop us a little voice note on our hotline, which you can find on our website as well. We are on Instagram at smellyulater.mp3. And I'm at Sabletooth Tigra. I'm at Tynan Buck. And until next time, we will smell you later. later. Oh, that one was good. <laughs> That's good.